Greetings, 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 one and all, and welcome to another episode of the Sister Friends Podcast. I am your co-host, Sam, and I'm here with my beautiful queens and sisters, Lo and Jam. Hello. And, hello, ladies. And Hi. Today, today we are joined with our special, by our special guest, Brie, who's here to give us some tips and advice on how to get spruced up again now that the world is trying to open back up or there's talks of the world opening back up. I don't know if you all are like me, but I have been living in hoodie, hoodies and sweatpants <laughs> for the last year plus, and I've loved it a little bit too much. So now it's time to start feeling a little girly again. Right. Or, you know, get my pretty back. <laughs> we are very grateful for Breeze being here with us Yay. today. Yay. Thank you for joining us, Bree. Thank you so much for having me. Bree's going to give us some tips and some advice, especially pertaining to makeup for those of us who may be a bit of bit of a novice or may have lost our touch over the year last I year. I definitely lost the touch. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Bree, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about how you got into makeup or where you developed your love of makeup from? Yeah, so I worked for a, a small beauty company for about five years called Sephora. Um, <laughs> small one. Small. And, uh, just a small one, just international. Um, I worked there for four years as a certified makeup artist with them. Uh, I grew nice. with the company starting on the floor, just giving basic tips and tricks at um, any of the service stations. And then I grew as one of their more certified um, service specialists as a makeup artist. So I've left the role now, but I'm still, you know, in the business through Instagram, social media, through my own page, just, you know, my everyday glam, or if I have to glam friends and families, I still help out in that way with the makeup world. Still very in touch with it. Oh, nice. Awesome. I think it's, I think that anybody that has a touch for this makeup thing is a true artist. Yeah. Because the transformations, no, I'm right? telling you, the transformations that I see and the curves and the and the use of colors that you would never think would go with a particular skin tone is just like it's amazing, amazing. Yeah. So, Brie, what 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 are some of the like the basic tools um, we would need when applying makeup? I definitely think everyone needs to first start with a good solid skincare routine because no makeup okay. looks good if your skin isn't prepped and ready so a solid moisturizer I think is a good start some people like a, a simple primer whether it be a glowy or a matte depending on the finish of the makeup that you like um, most people in more humid climates tend to like a more matte primer in case they yes. get more shiny throughout mm -hmm. the day so I think definitely a, a matte primer um, everyone needs a solid set of brushes. So you don't need to have a million brushes, but I'd say you maybe need five essential brushes for... Oh, Lord. Five? Five. Yeah, five. Are you using the same one for blush and foundation? Well, I have three and I thought... Okay, three. Three to five then. <laughs> no, whatever works. works for you, right? This is just, you know... I guess when you get more advanced, you'll start to pick up more tools, but mm. you know, you can have a solid foundation brush, a solid blush or bronzer blush. You can interchange that brush for the both of them. 
you definitely need a highlighter brush. I feel like highlighters become a big thing over the past few years and it doesn't seem to be going away. The glow is very in and it seems to be here to stay. So a brush for that. Um, one blending brush, which would be a more fluffy brush for your eyeshadow to do more matte. Oh, that's not eyeshadow. the blush. Okay. Yeah. And then you need a flat shadow brush for the shimmers for the Lord eyeshadow. Lord mercy. Oh dear. Okay. And if, you're very, if you want to be more, if I find now a lot of people are going towards cream, I think a beauty blender or a beauty sponge is very practical now because you can do so much with it. You can blend your concealer, your foundation. That's the egg thing. That's, that's the, the oh, egg. Okay. That's okay. the egg. But so the isn't it hard to keep clean, Brie? Uh, typically, if you wash it after every use, it's it, it, you can it can last a while. Okay. But some people don't wash it after every use, so that's when it gets a little bit harder to maintain. But if you flip, you keep your makeup like your foundation on one side of the sponge. You can flip the other side and do your concealer with the other side. Use the bottom for your blush if you're using cream blush. So. It's a very multi-purpose tool. So I feel like if I had to choose one tool out of everything, a, a beauty sponge is a good investment now. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's a highlighter yeah. brush. Is that the fan looking brush? So it used to be the fan. Now <laughs> it's a little bit more of a bunny tail looking brush. So it's longer, but it looks like a bunny tail. And people just use that on the, the cheekbones. The fan you can still use, but it's not as trendy anymore. <laughs> Not oh, as trendy, Sam. Not as trendy. <laughs> trendy anymore. Because <laughs> I have one. Yeah, you can still use it, though. Yeah. It still does the job. And brushes are meant to last you forever. If you invest in a good brush set or good makeup tools in general, they, they can typically last you a good while. Yeah. Okay. So, like, for a beginner, right, what would be the, something basic to, to what would you add, uh, give, uh, what kind of advice would you give to beginners who just started doing makeup? Less is more. I feel mm -hmm. like people see makeup on celebrities and they think I have to achieve this. Look. Yes. All these different products that they say. And I feel like sometimes even the simplest routine, just having one of everything and something that you know you can use in different looks, not just for one specific look you can go a long way with it so yeah especially when it comes on to things like eyeshadow especially less is more when it comes on to starting out with makeup okay great Thanks. good to know that good to know good that to know. good to know okay all right my big question is i'm still a novice but i like light makeup and i have freckles and all that and i still like that to show a little bit so i will wear makeup often enough but I cannot get, to, I cannot seem to get it to last all day or to last throughout my work day. Mm. How can you help me? So, <laughs> I think this is every, everyone that wears makeup, this is the question that I used to get all the time. Yes. How can I make it last? How can it, uh, how can I avoid it from transferring to my clothes? When I hug someone, I feel like my face is coming. Right. Yes. The mask and the mask yes. And the mask, the mask, now they're getting a little bit more creative with the mask. You can have more breathable masks that don't transfer as much. But the, the biggest thing I feel like for transfer-proof makeup or mask-proof makeup, or as close as you can get to it, would be a good setting spray. So, oh. yeah, good setting spray. I love Urban Decay, the all-nighter spray. That's always been a cult favorite. 
I love that one. Um, and then there's now there's Charlotte Tilbury has a new setting spray as well. It's called the Airbrush Flawless Setting Spray. I think that one's taking over Urban Decay now is the most popular, more on-trend setting spray. And it, I think it's giving more transfer-proof results mm -hmm. than the Urban Decay. And then for people that tend to still like a spray, but want also a powder finish, a translucent setting powder is the biggest thing that's been good to kind of keep the makeup in place. Mm -hmm. So a finishing translucent powder. So Laura Mercier, it's one of the biggest ones, but we have smaller brands too, like um, Ben Nye, if you're more into true artistry, or even Sephora Collection has a few items that are are good for translucent powders. And even drugstore brands now are, are coming out with really, really good products. I know Maybelline has the Fit Me translucent powder and that's blowing up on TikTok and <laughs> the new thing right now. So if you want your makeup to stay and you need something just throughout the day, you can use a translucent powder to set once your makeup's done, the setting spray after to give it a final seal and then it should be good, yeah. So the no. translucent powder, sorry, Sam, because I got one in my Etsy bag and I was like, what is this? It's still unopened. <laughs> so, so the translucent powder is used after your regular powder. Yeah. But after before your, the setting spray. So your, your translucent powder would be more to lock in your creams and your liquids. So let's say for me, I'm a liquid person. I'll do my liquid foundation and then I'll put my concealer on blend those out. And then basically how I want my face to stay, I'm going to put the translucent powder in the areas where I need more security. So under my eyes, so I don't crease my smile lines. I might do some on my forehead where I'm a little bit more shiny and where you don't want to transfer on the jawline, you can just put a small dust, but you don't want to pack it on. It's almost like you're dusting it on, on the sides. Ah. And that okay. should keep it on. And then when your whole face is done, you can just do a nice 360 with the setting spray. The translucent powder has been around from time immemorial. That's what my yes. mom used. But I think my grandmother used translucent mm -hmm. powders. I've tried, true, and tested. I'm doing Proud something of. right, ladies. No, you're doing something right. You're okay, doing something right. Check. Yes. And they're coming in different colors now because I'm sure probably when, you know, our, our grandparents, our parents were using translucent powders, they were white. So they typically left the cast. Now they're becoming more tinted. So you can get translucent powders that are closer to your skin tone, maybe ones that are more like a yellow tone, like mm -hmm. a yellow undertone to brighten you under your eyes. So you'll see more that there's a, a variation. The Fenty one was really popular when I was still with Sephora because she had about six colors. And so people definitely saw that they got something more true to their skin tone without having that white cast on their face. Wow. I feel like I'm, I'm studying for an exam. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, there's wow. so much. Wow. All right. So my question is the eyeshadows. Mm -hmm. What color goes where? I'm always trying. I'm all, typically I get it wrong, mm -hmm. but what color goes? Because I, I, I always remember what um, dark, medium, light. But I, I sometimes start dark, then realize, oh, wait, that's not dark enough, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so the basic for eyeshadow, I would say is, we used to use this term purposeful placement when I worked for Sephora. So it was more like 
where do you want the color to go? Where do you want the eye to pop more? And you also need to think about the shape of your eye. How are you trying to enhance it with the eyeshadow? Or trying to shrink so, it. Or shrink it. Yeah, mm-hmm. some people want to shrink or elongate or lift or this. It depends on what you are looking for out of the look. So typically for colors, I know back in the day, it used to be light, dark, and you know, you had like certain ways of doing it. Now there's no textbook way to do eyeshadow. It's more about building your colors slowly. So your matte eyeshadows, so your transition colors as they call them now more, um, they would go more in your crease. So mm-hmm. typically when you look in the mirror and you see your face and your eye shape, there's that dip in your eye, or unless you have what we call a monolid where they don't necessarily have a defined eye. That's where you're placing your matte shadow mm-hmm. and you're, wa- you're working your way from the outside in almost like a, exactly. You got mm-hmm. it. Okay. So you're working your way from your outside in, in a windshield wiper motion. Okay, there you go. All right, all right. This way, Lo, this way. So this way, this way. You're going in. Exactly. All right, okay. (laughs) You can dance with it. You can (laughs) make it fun. Makeup's fun, right? I think people take it too seriously. It's supposed to be fun. So yeah, (laughs) want to take your, so you start with your lightest color first. So you want to build. So that could be like your browns. Could be something even closer to your skin tone to start out because you want to define the eye, right? You just want it to pop a little bit. And then let's say you're doing a brown smoky eye. You could go in like a deeper chocolate brown. And that one goes from the out, outer edge in. So same, same crease. Okay. Okay. Going from the outside, but stop where your eye color starts. Oh. So, uh-huh, you got it. Okay. So, but That's it's going just in the crease or on the, the bigger part? I, you, can, you can kind of keep it on the bigger part too. It just depends on how much of the color you want blown out on the edge. So if you want a really smoky look, some people will go more in a V shape on that outer corner of your eye and then stop oh. where your eye color, color starts. starts. Exactly. When you say mm-hmm. eye color, you mean your eyeball color? Yeah, yeah. like your iris. Yeah, like Pure your eyeball color. Yeah. <laughs> So you want to stop there with the darkest colors, unless you're doing a full dark color all over, then you can put it all over. But it's more like a classic. eye would basically be that. So you start from the outside. So with the, okay. So with the matte color, windscreen, mm-hmm. windshield wiper. Windshield wiper. Mm-hmm. And then with the, um, with the, the darker the, matte, whatever, darker shimmer. It come again over the same part, but you could do a V just, the silicone the outer right. exactly. and stop where the eye color starts and stop where your eye color starts okay color so i've been coming eyeball. over too much eyeball, okay eyeball yeah <laughs> and then if you want to wear your shimmer you can put your shimmer basically now all over your lid okay oh the tool that people forget is the best tool in the world are your hands Makeup, you can definitely incorporate your hands. Hand hygiene before we're in a pandemic, but just, <laughs> right, you know, you can use your index finger and just put take your shimmer and apply it because that's going to pack the most color on your lid and give you the most effect out of the shadow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Light bulb moment. Right? <laughs> what about your brown bone, Brie? So... People used to put a white shadow in the 90s. That was big. 
on your brow bone. Yes. It's still still big. It's coming back. I I find it's coming back now. It's not the stark white that it used to be. Now it's more like your white or it might be now a little bit of a shimmer. So remember I was talking to you about how highlighters are coming back. They're really big. The glow is big. Some people will actually take their highlighter color, their powder highlighter, and just dust a little bit underneath the top of their brow bone area and bring mm. it bring it across to their jaw to their their cheekbone so it can oh, wow. and that gives you that Rihanna Beyonce glow that's how they get the glow that continues there's no harsh lines oh so just bring it across exactly mm. exactly so from your bra- under your brow bone just softly bring the brush from across to your to your cheekbone area i will not be trying that so yeah. what you're saying essentially is <laughs> It's okay to not put anything on your brow bone. Yeah, it's okay. You don't have to. If some people like a little bit more glow, then you can. Or if you feel like your your eyeshadow doesn't look defined, or some people use it to clean it up. You feel like right. your yeah. got away from you, you mm-hmm. can clean it up. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Isn't it? Oh, I tell you. Um, I do have a quick question. Yeah. Another question. Can you give us give us an idea of a good skincare routine? Mm. Skincare is really big now. I feel like people are realizing that, you know, with the pandemic, we're breaking out under the mask. We're all having yes. yes. seasons changing and everything. So skincare, I definitely feel everyone should have a good oil cleanser, especially if you're a heavy makeup wearer, just an everyday makeup wear in general. So a good oil cleanser. I think there's some from Shuyamera, which used to be a Japanese brand for oil cleansers. Um, Peter Thomas Roth is another skincare brand that had, they're coming out with a a new skincare cleanser. Um, But some people even use coconut oil as their oil cleanser. That's a big trend. Mm. And it works. If it works for you, it takes off your makeup. It works. It's good to start with. And then you want just your regular cleanser. So whether it be a a sulfate-based cleanser that kind of soaps up or non-sulfate, you can just use that as your regular face wash. Um, There's so many on the market. Whatever works for you, dry skin, oily skin. Um, There are quite a few. And then you want to go in with an exfoliator. And that's the biggest thing. That's my favorite step out of all of my skincare routine is an exfoliator. Uh, right now, I'm loving the um, Peter Thomas Roth AHA BHA exfoliating toner. It, I think exfoliation basically makes makeup look flawless because you have no dead, uh, dead skin. Your surface is smooth. Everything just looks like porcelain so Mm. I think everyone needs to invest either in a scrub I know there's a lot of scrub face washes too if you want to combine you know for people that don't necessarily want a million steps you can combine your exfoliator with your your wash and get a scrub wash and then that takes away that step you can do it three times max a week because you don't want to over exfoliate because that's an oh really oh so not daily no Oh, if you have an exfoliating okay. face wash, try not to use it daily because it can do your skin just as much damage as not exfoliating. It can create micro micro um, tears on your skin eventually if you do it too much. Got so, you. Not okay. enough to take off the dead skin, keep you nice and fresh and smooth, but not too much to tear the skin off. Mm-hmm. And then a good toner. 
something maybe for clarifying if you have acne, something more for soothing if you have redness. Um, my favorite toner is the Origin Soothing. Uh, it's a soothing lotion toner. It's great for me because sometimes I get very um, redden in my cheeks, in my center. So I use that to calm down the skin. And then I use a serum. The one I use is just um, the Caudalie Vino Perfect. It's just a typical basic serum. Vitamin C is very big right now. It's mm -hmm. coming in everything in all forms of skincare because people want that brightening effect. Um, dark spots are becoming an issue now with post-acne scarring from the pandemic. So oh, vitamin mm -hmm. C serums are really good. And then you want to finish off with your moisturizer. So you can follow it in that order. And your moisturizer, you can double up as your primer as well for your makeup. Just oh. yeah, you, you don't have to use a primer as long as you have a good moisturizer. Okay. So basically oh. you do the oil, the coconut oil, like Sam, use the coconut oil, get rid of all that makeup, greasing mm -hmm. grime, mm -hmm. and then the ex exfoliate or face wash, mm -hmm. face wash, then the toner, then the moisturizer. Mm -hmm. Twice a day or just once? You can do once to twice, depending on, you know, your activity level. Most people, though, it should be twice a day mm. um, just to maintain that good pH balance on your skin. Okay. And, and, yeah. But as long as you're not exfoliating twice in the day, everything else in the skin routine is perfectly fine to do more okay. often. Okay. Yeah. I'm guilty of once a day, so. That's okay. I, I, no, I just thought you needed to scrub it off, so now no, I know. I washed with black soap. And I put on my moisturizer and that's it. When I have on makeup, I'll use coconut oil, something grapeseed oil and wipe it off. Mm. And then I'll do that, but I don't exfoliate. Oh. <laughs> you notice such a difference in your skin if you exfoliate. Tell me which exfoliating you. you can try the, um, you could try an exfoliating toner, but if you want an actual scrub, there's this great Canadian brand uh, called Skin Fix. <laughs> They have a great scrub, a facial scrub, if you want. It's a glycolic facial scrub. They're really, really good for that. Skin fix. Skin fix, yeah. Mm -hmm. So anything with something called glycolic, um, AHA, which is alpha hydroxy acid, BHA, which is beta hydroxy acid, those are chemical exfoliants. So mm. if you're wearing those, though, you need to use sunscreen daily. And I know... In our community, uh, we don't usually do sunscreen. It's not yeah, very sunscreen. big. Yeah, I it's do. not very big. But everyone, no matter what skin tone you are, we need to wear our sunscreen daily, and that should be the last step in your skincare routine on a daily basis. My sunscreen is built into my moisturizer. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. I wear it because I'm fair skinned and yeah. I have hyperpigmentation and all that. Yeah. If, if you want to protect yourself from hyperpigmentation having your dark spots take forever to go away, everybody needs to wear sunscreen. And I know it's tough to find sunscreens that don't leave a white cast, but right. now they're getting better. They're getting better. They're more um, considerate to different skin tones. So there's great brands. Like I know in the States, they have the Tatcha sunscreen. They have this amazing brand that Sephora just started carrying called Supergoop. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard of that. And now there's also a Black-owned sunscreen uh, company called Black Girl Sunscreen. I believe they even carry it at some drugstores now as well. Okay. Yes, I'm on it. 
Because <laughs> the thing with sunscreen, it's so heavy on your face, you know, so it, it leaves that heavy, greasy feeling, which is why most times for my daily routine, I don't incorporate it other um, than, you know, I'm going to the pool, going to the beach, then definitely. Yeah. But for my daily, I rarely use it, to be honest, because it's too heavy, but I'll check those out. If you feel like, yeah, if you feel like your sunscreen's too heavy, what you can do is just put a pea size amount in your hand, warm it up and just press it into your skin. Oh, and you can actually put it on top of your makeup because you have to technically reapply for it to be effective. So if you do it like that and just press it slowly into your face, it shouldn't be as greasy. So just put a little bit in my hand, rub it up up and press it into your skin. Exactly. Exactly. And they have alternatives now too. You can get a sunscreen powder. Oh, hold on, really? Yeah, there are two brands. Super Goop has a sunscreen powder and Peter Thomas Roth has a sunscreen powder. Okay. So they're P- fine. Peter Thomas Roth. Roth. Peter, Peter Roth. Thomas Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they have. So what, what do you look for in a sunscreen? What should you look for? If you're acne prone, you want to stay away from sunscreens that are greasy. So usually on the packaging, it would say non-communogenic, meaning that it's not going to pass the skin barrier to penetrate and basically block your pores. Okay. Uh-huh. Non-communogenic is more for acne prone. And then some people started about SPF 35, SPF 40. Um, if okay. you're if it's built into your moisturizer, sometimes they start about SPF 25, and that's still okay. So it's just more about um, what textures you like for your sunscreen, and you always want to just do a patch test on your hand to see, you know, is it gonna leave a cast on my skin? Tone? Right, right. It is gonna be common, but if that's a problem, then you just have to look for other alternatives. But nothing okay. too specific for the sunscreen, yeah. And they have different ones. Zinc, um, zinc oxide sunscreen. I think that one is more mineral based, so that also is good if you feel like your skin's a little. Yeah, bit I more. see a lot of those the other day. I was looking for sunscreen. Um, it says mineral based. What is yeah. that? Mineral based meaning they use zinc in it. So instead of like your chemical sunscreens, I'm not sure what products the chemical sunscreens are using now. It's a little bit better for the skin. It, it's more oh, so it's actually better. Better, yeah. Oh, mineral I was based. like, I don't want mineral sunscreen, yeah, but no, you want mineral. Yeah, you want. Oh, the mineral okay. Based. Okay. They're a little bit better. Oh, for the skin, yeah. So I guess I should have bought that one for the little girl then. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm pretty sure we'll be going to the pool a lot more times, but oh, yeah. okay. I'll get you the minute. Put sunscreen on the child, but not on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not worried about, you know, grease and yeah. things. She's all right. <laughs> and sunscreen is your number one defense for aging. Oh, it's- okay. Say no more. <laughs> See, this is why it's like this, lady. I love the sunscreen. Yes. Love sunscreen. It's a proven, proven product. It's proven to help with anti-aging, wrinkles, fine lines, mm. all of that. That's because of sun damage. So, all right, let me cancel that Botox as appointment as much as possible. Stay yeah. out of the hard sun, you know. Yes, mm. exactly. Where you're about to be this that that lady this summer with the massive hat and the the hater blockers, <laughs> as low they call them, right, the ma- right? The magazine. <laughs> oh boy! But skincare. 
Go ahead, Jim. No, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was only going to say, I know for our male listeners out there, what advice do you have for them? I know one advice Sam already has, but. <laughs> Sam, what's your advice first and then I'll say mine. My advice is don't rush your woman when she put it on her makeup. That's I, agree. <laughs> I agree. That's the number one. That's the best advice. That's the best advice. Only skin-related advice a man needs. <laughs> Honey, I'm how joking. much longer? Just a few minutes, hon. I have to do my V. I have to do my V. Right, right. Say, I'm doing my V. I'm doing my windshield. I'm fixing the car. I'm doing the windshield. Right, no, right. There you go. That's it. I'm doing my dance. No. No, I feel like men now are also becoming very, very involved in not only skincare, but also makeup. I mean, makeup for men might, might more look like um, concealing. So mm. I find now men are also being more conscious about dark circles. That's a big right. thing. Yes. Yeah. And wrinkles. Circles and wrinkles. So they're looking more for, okay, what are my short-term and my long-term fixes? So short-term for them might look like a, color corrector for under their eye for daily wear and a little concealer for spot concealing under their eye. Some of them even want to use a little translucent powder and dust to take away um, the shine. Some of them that are really creepy, but uh, it's, it's there, you know, and if they're using makeup, they just might not use it the way we do. Right. More unconventional use. Um, Skincare though, for men, it's, more focused for exfoliation, especially for the gentlemen that have beards or facial hair. I find mm-hmm. exfoliation is big for them because ingrown hairs are always their number one complaint. They hurt. They're just making their skin not look as smooth and flawless. So they typically ask for a great exfoliator or maybe more routines that have chemical products that can basically help them with minimizing their acne or to help minimize their pores. So for them, what their routine might look like, maybe not an oil cleanser like us, but they might have a solid face wash. Okay. Usually most men, again, they want to combine as many products. They, right. they, they don't want ten, a 10-step Korean skincare beauty routine like <laughs> we do. They want a two to three max. And if you're lucky, yeah. right. so they would typically have an exfoliating skin wash. Um, and then most of them will use a toner. Most of them don't really focus on serums that much. I don't find men asking for serums a lot. And they'll end off with a solid moisturizer. So that might look more like a gel moisturizer, something that's a little okay. bit more lightweight, more absorbent, so they don't feel it. Because that that's always their thing. They don't want to feel like they're wearing anything. They just want it to be very weightless. So that's a big thing for them, a nice weightless gel-based moisturizer. So I know Clinique, has a, a great men's skincare line. The City Line 2 from Clinique is very good for men as well. Okay. And of course, our brothers need to be wearing their sunscreen as well. They right? also need to be wearing their sunscreen. They might not be looking for anti-aging as much as we are, but it's it's more for protection for them overall, for good skin health, right? Right, so right. They should be okay. wearing their sunscreen yeah. right there. You mentioned dark circles. What's what, what's what's good for dark circles? Eye creams. Eye creams um, are our best friends for dark circles. So you can have an eye cream. Some people use an eye serum. 
and then an eye cream, but that's more if you really want to expand your skincare routine. Um, so you can do a nice thick eye cream. There's my favorite, right? My favorite eye cream right now is actually from Origins. They have a great skin zing eye cream. It's supposed to brighten and it, it has helped, especially if you work longer hours. Right. Yeah. So if you want a correction there, you can use that. Uh, there's this tool going around right now. It's like a jade roller. Or a yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that's really big right now. People are leaving it in their fridge and then it's nice and cool. And then they use it on their under eye area to kind of help. Oh. It's more a de-puffing tool. So if you right. feel like you have tired under eyes, you can use it to kind of help drain any puffiness, any, you know, lymphatic fluid that might be underneath your eye to kind of help make it look a little bit brighter. Okay, uh, my other question, sorry guys, but okay. okay, as you can see, I have a line here, like my eyes are sunken, how can I get rid of that? This, you can use, you can use, well, it's more drinking water. This oh my gosh, how much more water me I go drink? You know how much water <laughs> I drink? You're on top of the water? Yes! I see this, I see this. It could also be genetics too. Yeah. Are you getting enough sleep? No. No. <laughs> no. Usually, there, for under eye, when your under eye is a problem, it's usually a few things. It could be genetics, it could be dehydration, and it could be sleep. Mm. So there are a lot of eye creams now that are using caffeine in them. Have oh, you, yes? Yeah, they use caffeine because it's a great way to kind of deep puff and to help bring it more forward. And okay. so you can use a, an eye cream that has caffeine in it to kind of help lift it. If you, if you want to use makeup to bring it more forward, there's a little trick. So what you would do is use a concealer under your eye that's the same color as your skin. And just where the line is, just where you're sinking in, because I kind of have a little bit here too, but I cover it up. You can basically use a lighter concealer, so a shade or two lighter than you are, and just bring it there, because what light does is bring it up forward. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Thank you for that tip. I'll try that. I know. Brie, Brie, what would we have done without you? I know. <laughs> Walk <laughs> around with nineties look and nineties yeah. are back. <laughs> They're back. They're coming back strong. Everyone's about the nineties now. Let me tell you, I'm Ooh. going straight to Ulta.com and yeah. Sephora.com as soon as this podcast. Yes. Peter Roth will be getting a lot of my money in the next 25 minutes. <laughs> That's okay. You are an absolute gem. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us. Your knowledge is, is, has been, and your wisdom has been wonderful. Awesome. We Absolutely. We're going to be doing this by the time we're done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, we couldn't thank you enough for everything that you taught us. We are complete novices, so this has been great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, my darling. You're welcome, ladies. Thanks, Bree. Thank you. To Take all care. family, friends, listeners, loved ones, please remember to follow us on Instagram at Sister Friends Podcast, on, on Twitter at Sister Friends Podcast, and on Facebook as well. And until next time, stay blessed.